0: Welcome to Creative Principles, I'm your host Brock Winson. Here I'll be speaking with writers, directors, actors, musicians, and more. We'll be discussing their habits, routines, and methods for a creative life. This first episode is brought to you by FreelancerClass.com. At FreelancerClass, you can learn how to become a freelancer full-time or part-time. The online course will teach you how to make money as a writer, marketer, graphic designer, virtual assistant, or an accountant. Make a little extra money or replace your income at FreelancerClass.com. This week, we'll be speaking with actor Keith Harris from The Walking Dead. Keith's character, Dr. Carson, is best known as Maggie's Doctor on the AMC series. Before entering the zombie apocalypse, however, Keith grew up in Reedsville, North Carolina, where he actually learned drama at Reedsville High School. In our conversation, Keith will share what it was like to work on such classic NC shows as Matlock, Dawson's Creek, and One Tree Hill. He'll also share a few details about The Walking Dead and his upcoming film Shifting Gears, which was filmed at Friendship Speedway in Elkin and is about dirt track racing. Hey Keith, thanks for speaking with us today. No worries. My All pleasure. Right. So you grew up in the in the Reevesville area. What inspired you to get into acting and filmmaking?
1: Um, gosh. Uh I did my first play when I was um uh gosh in 8th grade I was uh Oliver I was in Oliver and um I did a um I I just was always into it um I was always kind of a um, I was always kind of hyper and <laughs> it was a good way to to uh uh kind of channel that stuff um but I remember I remember specifically I was watching we had this one of those old TVs that you know had legs on it, it was more like a piece of furniture than anything else it was a old black and white TV and we were watching this film um I I couldn't tell you the name of the film I couldn't tell you um uh who the person was but it was this I remember the 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 shot vividly it was a a woman and it was a close up and she had this mix of emotions on her face that um were, you know, a mix of you know, betrayal and hurt and love and just just this mix of emotions on her face and I just remember looking at that going, I wanna do that. That's what I wanna do. And um and it it never really changed. I was about nine years old at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are some of the difficulties, you know, living in North Carolina versus growing up in LA or
0: New York? How did you kind of actually get into the whole process of, of filmmaking and
1: acting and, and getting seen? Mm. Well, first, it first it was acting. I mean, you know, and and now nowadays, it's you know, the process. Um, it's actually would be you know easier if you can find the right agent uh, because auditions or you know you film them and you compress them and you email them so there's not as there's not a lot of uh, as a lot of traveling around as there used to be back then there was none of that there wasn't Mm -hmm. even the internet didn't even exist so um you know we lived in a small town and my parents both work so you know they weren't theater parents by any stretch of the imagination um so i uh um you know, I was I was just kind of could do what I could do, you know, do whatever I could get my hands on. So we did uh, work. You know, I did all the uh, I ran cross country, but I also did all the theater shows, you know, coming up through high school, uh, Reedsville senior high and um, and some community shows before that. Um, that. Oliver was a community theater show that I, that I did while I was there. But my uh, Mr. Bell, he was my uh, drama teacher in high school um had uh, the wherewithal to get me in what's called the North Carolina Theater Conference. There's a it's a, a theater audition in CTC. Um and their North Carolina theaters, uh you know, everything from summer stock to outdoor drama go there to to cast, but there's also a high school um audition for college scholarships. So he, um, he signed me up for that and we went up to, I believe it that year it was at Appalachian and, um, I auditioned and I got a partial scholarship to, um, Catawba college in Salisbury mm-hmm. and, uh, was there for two years and then, um, went to then transferred up to Western Carolina and finished up my degree there. And it was, uh, about six hours short. I, I, just always had this, you know, desire to, to do film. And I knew that's what I wanted to do, but, um, you know, I, I wasn't sure kind of what direction to go. So what I ended up doing up at Western, I ended up getting a, my degree in radio and television production and theater. And I'm about six hours short of a double major, um, and that, and I, um, I, I knew that um, I wanted to do both, uh, so I I just started I pursued both and and I was going to get a double major, but the two classes that I was short weren't offered until the second semester of the following year, and and I was you know I had everything I needed to graduate, so I was like I am out of here, <laughs> and I, I left there and went. There's another piece of southeastern theater conference called SETC which is the southeastern theater conference and i went to that and that's kind of a more of a national thing there's you know national summer stocks and theater companies and and um uh you know outdoor dramas all those things nationally that that come and you can go or throughout the southeast anyway and um and it's a big cattle call you get you know a number you know 603 and you have 90 seconds to go do a monologue and a song. Um, and you go, you walk up on stage and there's, you know, two, three hundred, you know, theaters trying to cast and you go do your 90 seconds and then you go check the back board and bounce around to find out, you know, what job you've gotten or, you know, if you can, or get a call back, that kind of thing. And then you go meet and audition again, uh, with the particular theater. Um, and I did that and landed a job with, uh, Missoula children's theater out of Montana. And, um, that was, um, I toured for a year, uh, with them and they're, they're unique as far as children's theaters go, which was, it was a pretty neat experience. They, um, uh, like say me and you are the tour team Mm -hmm. and we're the two leads in the show. And then when you go into the community on Monday and you cast the rest of the show from kids in the community, which is usually about 50 to 60 kids. Mm -hmm. um, And then you teach and direct the show that week and do two shows on Saturday. And it's a full, you know, hour long musical. And, and you that you put together in a week and the kids always rise to the occasion and it was just a really cool experience um but after that i uh you know after doing that for a year you know that was you know you're on the road in a in a little two-seater truck with a camper on the you know camper top on the back with all the costumes and the sets and everything in it and and you're just rolling from town to town. So after a year of that, I was kind of going, yeah, okay, I think I want to put some roots down somewhere <laughs> right. and uh, and got off the road. But that's kind of how it all started. That was maybe a little more than you wanted. but.
0: Oh, no, that's great. It almost sounds like when they describe working on Saturday Night Live or something where it's all just chaos until the show
1: and then it starts all over again. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It, it is very much like that. You just. Because some, I mean, some weeks were, you know, some weeks were tough. I think one of our hardest weeks, you know, the show usually takes, you know, usually can cast, you know, between 40 and 60 kids, 60 is the high end. It probably averaged somewhere around 40 to 50, um, that you would cast in the show. Um, and then we were in one week in, uh, in Canada, spent three months up in Canada during that time. And, uh, it was a small school and we had oh 12 kids (laughs) so you know we were they were having to make costume changes and play multiple roles and like do you know all kinds of stuff and so that was that was quite the challenge but it was fun you know it, it gave you you know you learned problem solving skills I learned you know how to deal with you know uh community leaders and that kind of thing because you you live in the community for a week you know so you know you're kind of a a missoula children's theater ambassador if you will in those scenarios but yeah did that experience kind of lead you to want to start writing and directing as well well, I, that's that's funny. I didn't actually have that on my radar until after graduate school. I went to, um, after I worked for a couple of years, um, I uh, went back to graduate school uh, and got an assistantship at UNCG. And at the time, it was a, uh, it's an MFA program. It was a three-year program. Um, and I went through that, and it was kinda like towards the uh beginning of my um third year where I kind of started thinking about that a little bit um but i wrote uh i actually wrote i didn't write my first script until um after I graduated. And, you know, it was one of those where, you know, I was inspired and I didn't even have a screenwriting program or anything. I was just writing it in Word, So you have to format it the whole time. And, you know, I'm just kind of puking it onto the page, just going, this is going to change cinema forever. <laughs> yes. And, of course, it should just not ever, ever see the light of day. <laughs> but um, that was my first script. But it, what really hit me, though, is when I moved out to L.A., um, uh, after graduate school, I was, uh, here in North Carolina for about, uh, nine months. And, um, then I moved out to LA and I had worked in graduate school with the first graduate, uh, excuse me, first graduating class from, uh, the school of the arts, new film school. Mm-hmm. So my thesis, uh, I was able to work my thesis and uh, as a film, as opposed to a stage production in my graduate degree. And I worked with the director, um, a guy named Michael Patlin, out in, um, um, in Winston. And then I moved out to LA and we roomed together for about five years. And um, while I was out there is when I really started thinking more about writing because it, you know, at, for lack of a better example, I am hands down a better actor for having gone through the program at UNCG. No doubt. The, the, the faculty there, uh, is top notch. Um, but what really hit me and one of the, the vacuums, I guess I see in, um, in the arts in general is, you know, it's called show business and business is the bigger word. right? And, Artistic types get into artistic things because they don't want to hold down a nine to five job. They don't like it. They think, you know, they want to be, you know, they want to create. They want to uh, be, you know, they want to do their art. But they don't, a lot of times, understand that you, you know, you're basically getting out of school or, or your form of study to be an entrepreneur you, you know, you have to fill your own pipeline, you know, Spielberg's not coming to me. So, you know, so I gotta, I gotta figure that out. And when I was, when I was out there is when it really hit me that, you know, actors for lack of a a better word, um, are really, uh, kind of parasites on other people's visions. (laughs) (laughs) Um, they, they are, you know, uh, and, and on top of that, you know, there you have a, a a buyer's market and a seller's market. You know, a seller's market is the iPhone. You know, I, Apple can charge whatever they want for their phone because everybody wants it. And a buyer's market, the the buyers have the power. And mm-hmm. being an actor, it's a buyer's market because everybody and their brother thinks they can do it. And and uh, you know, it will be fun. And I want to go try this. And and so you know they can be as selective as they need or, or want to be um, in choosing, you know, for, in choosing for the roles. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I was out there in LA is when that really, that aspect of it really hit me. And I, I kind of came to the conclusion that, you know, I'm, I have stories that I want to tell too. I don't want to just tell everybody else's stories. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and I wanna I wanna be involved in that process and you know, maybe even write myself something that I could be in mm-hmm. um at some point. And uh and that's that was sort of the genesis of the writing and then I kinda came to directing a little bit more from um doing uh editing first. Mm-hmm. Uh but um but yeah, that's sort of the genesis of that.
0: Do you have like a best piece of advice for someone in a rural area who's coming up now that wants to be an actor or a writer? Should they should they travel somewhere and experience that, or should they just start writing, or what kind of the, what's the best piece of advice mm-hmm. you could give them?
1: Uh, well, now nowadays the, the world is just much smaller and much more connected. So if you have internet access, you have access. To the world. Right. Literally. So you can go, and this is one of the amazing things to me. You know, if I'm trying to figure out something, you know, about how to do, you know, a film or work a camera or, you know, do a green screen effect or, uh, heck, you know, change the toilet in my bathroom to a new toilet or you can go on YouTube and Google, you know, change my toilet. Change bathroom, you know, uh, you know, whatever the subject is, and there's a video that tells you and walks you step by step through the process. Um, and that that's for there's all kinds of stuff on for for writing, for um, for acting, acting exercises. I, I don't if you're if you're interested in acting, I would say get in class. It wouldn't doesn't necessarily need to be higher education. I recommend that myself um, because I, I know that I'm hands down, like I said, a better actor for having gone through that MFA program and even the undergrad program. But um, you, you have to learn the craft of acting before you can, um, you know, really do the and that that's hard to do just in front of a computer screen mm-hmm. writing is a different ball of wax you can do that at your computer screen you can do the. you can write the biggest world ever and you know have all these ideas come out of your head and put it right there and then you know you are creating really at the end of the day what you're creating with um when you when you write is a product that you can then go sell. As an actor. I'm the product.
0: Right.
1: So I have to go get in front of people. Um, that you know that have. You know the wherewithal to, to pay me for my my service. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a. But you can still read books. And you know consume a lot of uh you know theory about acting that would be uh very beneficial, but mm-hmm. acting comes from action, so to really do it you gotta do it right. and 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 you know engage your body as well as your mind uh, so uh, you know there's plenty of classes um uh, you know schools things that you can do but you know if you're in a rural environment do what you can just take the first step that's the biggest thing you know i have i teach a acting class in greensboro um uh have a little studio in uh uh greensboro close to Costco off the window it's called triad actors co-op and um you know so, some of the some of the best students i've had have been you know, older people going, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I should do this. You know, I just don't know. But the point is they took the first step, you know, and I congratulate them on that. I say, look, the point is you're here. There's a lot of people that have thought of your same, same thoughts and have never taken the first step. So, you know, I didn't know where I was going to go when, you know, I, I, uh, um, I mean, went to college and, and took off on this crazy journey, but, uh, I knew, uh, the direction I wanted to go and, you know, y- you gotta, you gotta step mm-hmm. if you don't, you know, you're, you're the, you know, yeah. a lot of times, you know, as actors, and I guess generally, maybe sometimes as people too, we are our biggest obstacle.
0: Right.
1: You know, we, we talk, our, we can, it's easy to talk yourself out of doing something or learning something new because hey, it's not comfortable. I want to, you know, I want to, you know, but you, you can't be afraid to fail. You can't be afraid to fall on your face. You can't be afraid to, you know, write a bad script or act, you know, a bad scene, you know, it, it all, it all gels together to, to create, uh, to create the next step. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> um, you've been on some of, like, North
0: Carolina's, you know, major shows over the year. I see some little cameos on One Tree Hill and Dawson's Creek and even Matlock um, back in the yeah. day. Mm-hmm. How, how has it changed over the years? I know there's been some differences with, you know, some, a lot of filmmaking went to Georgia. But what have you seen and experienced in North Carolina filmmaking over, over your time as an actor?
1: The, the, the biggest change, and I've, I've said this sounds like I've said it a couple of times, but the biggest change in, in my time doing this is the internet. Um, it really is. Cause there were plenty of times, you know, when I was cast in Matlock, when I was cast in, I was casting an episode of love, joy, mysteries, uh, um, down there before that, um, I was cast in you know, I've been in, you know, one tree Hill and I was in Dawson's Creek and I was in all those things things at that time, you know, there there were no uh you know, there wasn't an internet and so when you got a call from your agent, you had to hop in the car and you had to drive to Wilmington. Right. And you know, that's where the casting directors were. Uh you know, or you had to hop in your car and drive to Atlanta or Charlotte or wherever they you just you just had to go. Um and and that's been Um, the biggest change because it's, you know, I've got my studio in the back, you know, I have my wife come in, uh, you know, if I get an audition, I get the sides, she reads with me off camera. I do the audition. I'm sticking on my computer. I upload and I send it. And, and, you know, I haven't been to, I haven't actually been in the room as they say uh, for an audition and, years, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, it's certainly a cost savings to actors. There was one film, there was a Dale Earnhardt movie that I was uh, auditioning for that um, ended up shooting in Charlotte, but the initial casting was um, out of uh, Wilmington. I auditioned for that movie six times. I had the initial Read, and then I had uh five callbacks yeah. um one, two let's see two were in Wilmington, three were in charlotte and and it was one of those crazy things you know i I was nailing it, and it, it I could tell that they were looking for a place to put me, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, I didn't get gas and. Mm-hmm. Uh, And all that is, you know, you're just in the car and, you know, there have been plenty of times I've driven down to Wilmington, spent 15 minutes and driven back. You know, (laughs) and, and I, and I do not miss those days at all Mm -hmm. because really it comes down to an economic choice. You know, you, you know, at that time, you know, you've got a, it's a full day. That's, you know six you know seven hours in a car you know going down and back you know plus your time down there so that's a day off of work that's a day off of whatever you know and you're you know so it's you know if you can do it now and you're you know against a you know a blank wall in your home and then email the audition you know that is uh that's just a win-win you can do that in, you know an hour and be done in the evening and you know still you know work or make money somehow so so what are some of your current
0: projects i know you've got a, a role in walking dead you've got a film you're working on as well
1: Mm-hmm. yeah um walking dead uh i've i've been real happy with that that's been uh that's been a fun fun time and it's been amazing to see how the uh uh i mean how truly rabid the fans are um <laughs> i mean just really amazing you know i am this guy you know grew up in reedsville you know i'm you know a small town guy and you know i've you know and i've only been on you know i'm i've only been in in uh, uh, two episodes that have aired so far, and uh, I've gotten you know fan mail from like Germany and Australia and New Zealand, and you know I'm like, what? <laughs> what? It's 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 amazing. It's it's a uh, it's and, and you know I've done some I've had some really really fun work over the the course of of my career but uh you know th- these guys are just rabid for the show and it's it's a, it's really humbling it's really humbling you know and because you know you know you you want to do the best that you can you know because everybody is so supportive of the show um the other one uh i've got going right now is uh, uh well we Are actually uh, in the sales process right now, trying to lock down our distribution, but it's a a film called Shifting Gears. And this is sort of my ode to home. Um, It's uh, uh, a family sports comedy about dirt track racing. Mm -hmm. And it was a buddy of mine, uh, goes to my church here in Greensboro, and um, he grew up uh, working uh, in a garage. And he kind of had this, uh, he kind of kept a um, rough journal of kind of funny things that happened to him over the years while he worked there, these different people and uh, things that happened. And and uh, we met for lunch one day, and he kind of had this – him and some buddies used to run a, a dirt track car. And um, th- he just kind of had this idea for uh, kind of a loose outline for this – uh, the story about this family and, you know, getting into dirt track racing and that kind of thing. And um, I read over his journals and, and uh, his entries and, and uh, kind of took that spine of the story that he had and, and wrote the original draft. And I actually, I actually wrote it back in 2005 was the original draft of that script that I wrote. So that's how, you know, that's how long the process can take when, and we, um, we shot it, uh, if, pe- if people knew how much really went into making a movie, it, you know, it, it could potentially, you know, ruin the viewer's experience. <laughs> um, but you know, we, sh- we shot the film two years ago in conjunction with, um, a studio in High Point called the Alderman Company. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a, it's a fun family, and I, I kind of go, I call it dramedy, because there's, you know, there's some heart wrenching moments in it as well. Um, you know, just, I mean, it's just about this family, you know, working out the kinks, as, you know, the dad gets downsized from his job, and and they have to, you know, he has to kind of reconcile some things with his, you know, father and his past, and while he's trying to be a father and be an example, and and just feels stretched thin, and and, uh, and it's just kind of about this family working the kinks out, uh, and, and racing. And we've got some, we shot up at friendship speedway, um, and Elkin is where we did all the, all the main racing. And, um, let am tell you what, man, those, the more, uh, we got into it, um, more people I met. Just the—it's uh, just an amazing, amazing community of people that that you know live live for the weekends and and run on run on dirt. And the thing that I I like about shifting gears a lot of times when dirt track has been in movies, it's not in movies a lot, but when it is, it's typically a stepping stone to NASCAR, right? Um, but dirt track racing. I mean, the people. One of our main drivers uh, was in his seventies, early seventies, mm-hmm. still races every weekend, and he's been he's been racing for forty years, mm-hmm. um, and he's never wanted to do anything but what what he does every weekend on dirt. And I'm gonna tell you what I I got to drive some while we were making the movie and i got mad respect i mean and dirt track racing was was formed uh out of moonshine running which was a big area right here so you know they started dialing in their cars way back you know when when they were running from cops you know making slides around the roads and and doing all that stuff and then you know these guys are doing 116 miles an hour in groups of 30, you know, or, or, you know, 20 to 30 on a, uh, you know, a, you know, less than a half mile track sliding all over the place, just inches off each other's bumper. I mean, it, it is, it is amazing to, uh, to watch those guys. And, and just, I just got so much respect for them doing that, doing that film. Um, but anyway, that's what it's about, and uh, I'm really we're we're getting close on our distribution. I don't have anything definitive to say yet about um, when that will be released, but it is getting close, and um, I'm I'm excited uh, to let the world see it because it, it's it, it's a fun time.
0: How did you guys go about filming some of the stunt? Did you film the actual races?
1: Well, we we did that was one of the things kind of in my uh, you know brainstorming and thinking about how we're going to do this you know you go back you find racing movies you watch them you know what's going to be good how we're going to do this and i went back and i watched days of thunder and you know at the time days of thunder was a you know 60 million dollar movie and at the time it was you know pushing the the upper end of the budget range. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, know, I'm like, how are we going to compete? Right. How, how do we compete with that as far as racing action and that kind of thing? So what we did is we, um, we had a stunt team and we had a core group of about, I think we had eight drivers, um, that, you know, owned their own cars. We had two hero cars, um, And, uh, what we ended up doing is we had time on the track where we were, um, there's a training sequence where we've had this, um, this, you know, dirt track guru kind of giving me a a dust off and training me how to, uh, you know, training me how to drive and me and my son. And, and, um, uh, so that whole time, you know, there's nobody in the stand, so it's just us and we're running and we're. But then for the big event, you know, this is, you know, a, a race that, you know, in the film has a $50,000 grand prize. Uh So it had to be a big race. Uh So what we ended up doing in conjunction with Friendship Speedway up in Elkin, we threw our own event. So we had, um you know, this, the stands were full, the pits were full, and what we ended up doing is – we would, we had, you know, they had qualifying and then different race heats, and in between race heats, we scheduled time for the night to have, to get shots of our hero cars and and passing and things like that on the track uh, while the people were in the stands and while the pits were full and while we had all that stuff. And we were running six cameras, so we had an aerial unit, we had you know, and, and, and five other cameras on the ground, um, shooting all of that stuff. And then our two hero cars actually qualified for the main event. And, um, when, and it would have been, you know, I would venture to say it would probably would have been pretty disastrous if both of them had not, (laughs) But, but they both qualified. And, uh, then we shot the, uh, we shot the race, um, and with all the, wrecks and action and, and everything that we could get, you know, while they were actually racing. And then we went back and post and, and, uh, built the, the drama and the suspense into the races. Um, you know, after that. Well, we do hope that comes out soon. And,
0: um, our fans can watch you on the walking dead. Uh, it's still on the air right now. Uh, Where else? Where else can people kind of follow you and and find out what you're doing, and or possibly hear about when what's going on with Shifting Gears?
1: Um, We have uh, Shifting Gears has a Facebook page um, and a Twitter following. It's Shifting Gears NC at Shifting Gears NC is the Twitter handle, and um, then uh, we have a a Shifting Gears Facebook page. Please go and check it out. I I try to keep it um, you know as updated as possible. Um, I you know, people ask all the time with, you know, what's happening with it. And I, I don't have anything definitive on distribution, but I've done, you know, put some fun, uh, pictures up and we've had some videos from production and, uh, when we were in production and that kind of thing that are up there as well. Um, so please go like that and share that. Um, that would be uh, a big help because, you know, we're a grassroots, we're a grassroots, uh, um, production, you know, and we're going to need word of mouth, you know, to help, uh, to help tell this story to the world. Cause it's, uh, uh, I think it's worth it. And, and it, you know, it, it is, you know, people in, uh, it, it is about people in rural areas. And, and that is, uh, uh, something I'm really excited about, but anyway, um, so Facebook page in there and I'm on Facebook as well. Um, I think that has answered the question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Keith. We appreciate it. I know, man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on.